2: Don't miss your free chance to tune into Benzinga's very own bootcamp series on November 20th. If you're looking to dive into new concepts and grow your account, this
3: one's for you. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. All right, good morning. Let's bring on Joel. Good morning, Joel. Let's bring on Dennis. Good morning, Dennis. Good morning, everybody. Uh, we got a lot going on today. We're going to talk about rotation, rotation, rotation. Why is the stock market down? We can't agree on anything. <laughs> we got some earnings to discuss. We have Shawnee Udall joining the show to talk tech stocks at eight thirty-five. We gotta hit the like
4: button. We gotta go to the charts. Joel, just tell us what's up and then we can get to the arguing. Oh well can't you geniuses uh give us all the information? Uh spoozer down. Thirteen handles at eighty eight fifty. We were flying high this morning at four o'clock. We hit forty seven twenty three fifty, and then whoosh, they flushed it down the toilet. Pre market low eighty four and a quarter. Uh, We're just hanging out near the lows of the session. Big numbers underneath sixty seven and sixty eight. That's your low on Monday. That's your low on Thursday. So I'm going to keep this bullish hat on until we we breach and close below forty six sixty seven. Crude getting walloped down 270 at 75.70. Gold flat at 1861.90. Silver loses 25, down 16 cents at 2474. Bitcoin, we kissed that 55. Maybe we're going to head towards 50, down 1195 at 56,820. And Ethereum is going the other way by almost 2%, uh, up 75.75 at 41. 42 in a quarter so let's bring in triple D and let the debates begin <laughs>
5: the debate about the rotation Joel and what we are seeing okay Joel you start give us your theory on why we are seeing the rotation we are seeing today and by what we mean by that rotation is oil is down banks are down TLT is ripping cyclicals are down basically everything except tech tech ripping higher so clear, hey, hey, hey. clear, clear rotation today. The tech safety trade is on. And what's live. that
4: reminiscent of?
5: <laughs> Spoiler alert. We already know
4: the answer, but give us. It's reminiscent of a year and a half ago. Yep. That's what I think. I think now I know, Spencer, I know already know what your argument's going to be. That what's Austri- the headline?
3: What's the headline?
4: Well, all right. Well, Go ahead,
5: Spencer. Well,
3: the, the headline is that Austria has gone uh, into a lockdown. And, and that's what Joel's going to say. Joel's going to say, yeah, because th- Joel's going to look at the charts, and I'll bring the charts back up here. And Joel's going to say, look at the top left chart and look at when we started going down and look at what time the news came out out of Austria that they're going back into a lockdown. Um, and they, could, they coincide, right? The, the timing of the announcement, the, the, the chart, that makes sense. What I'm going to say to Joel um, is this is actually Austria's fourth lockdown. Right there's obviously a couple lockdowns last year. There's also a lockdown in December that extended into, uh, I believe, into January. Um, and I'm just not sure how much the market really cares about Austria.
4: Okay, what, what about Germany? No what about policy? Germany? What about Germany?
5: They <laughs> definitely have some uh, uh, push up in COVID numbers. We know Europe's – but the, the the thing is, which would put a hole in your thesis, is we've known about this for the last few weeks. We've known that, you know, Europe, it's been ticking higher. The case numbers have been ticking higher over in Europe for not just suddenly overnight here because Austria took measures. It's been ticking up for weeks here now and the market's been ignoring it. So is this the wake up call? Are we now going back into the COVID trade or is this just a little blip and, you know, just another excuse to buy tech stocks?
4: Okay, well, let's uh, let's look at the American Airlines chart. Um okay. Uh twenty two and a quarter, nineteen. Um let's Good look point. at let's look at uh let's look at Royal Caribbean.
0: The evidence uh, here oh, yeah, is okay. building in your favor.
4: Uh, Caribbean. uh what else do we want to do for uh uh low well CCL twenty five to twenty. That's a nice little haircut. Maybe Don't we just look at the been...
5: casinos, man. <laughs> <You> <laughs> maybe, the maybe we just haven't been
4: paying attention. And, and is
5: sports betting over? Is it officially like just done? Like nobody's going to bet on sports anymore because... they don't have
4: any money left. I'm D- telling
5: <laughs> DKNG goes down every day. Penn Gaming goes down every day. I mean, we are in this slow bleed out for so many stocks. We're in this raging bull market in tech stocks. We're in this raging bull market in retail stocks. And we're in this slow death march. In, in a lot of other names, too. Look at these charts, Joel. So, Peloton, the slow bleed out, getting a little pop today because your car oh, yeah. is coming Ooh. back on. I mean, Roku, obviously a tech stock, but once you disappoint, so I shouldn't even say, don't even break it up by sectors. Companies that have done anything, said anything fundamental to disappoint the street, whether that be in the case of, you know, like uh, Peloton. Or in the case of uh, ZG, so we could go and look at Zillow. Those are missed earnings. But even in the case of, let's say, like a Penn Gaming, which got portnoid, that continues to go down. In the case of General Electric, which did the fancy oh. financial engineering, then they decided they didn't like it. it goes down every day. It's now like eight days in a row. I mean, this is the market that if you disappoint the street, you are not forgiven unless you're a stock that's loved. So some of the stocks that are loved can disappoint. So stocks that are in uptrends, you buy the dip. Stocks that are in downtrends, don't even think about buying the dip because they continue to bleed. This is why yesterday, I know I'm going on a tangent, this is why I sold my Alibaba yesterday after like five years, five years of holding Alibaba, watched it go from 150 to 300, sold half of it at 235 and everybody said, don't sell, wish I would have sold it all didn't sell it all sold it all yesterday because I don't want to bleed out in my Alibaba here either so it's not even like all tech stocks are rallying it's selective tech stocks so what are your thoughts here i mean i just threw, i just took us everything you did i know i don't even have, like i'm
4: so i need a break after this i mean
5: can we go to a commercial you want to go back to the covid <laughs> stocks, though do you think the covid trade is, are you telling me the covid trade's already been on we just haven't noticing it I yeah think i think, I think so. so
4: oh wait wait hold on how's pfizer doing
5: Drug stocks are hot. It adds to your adds to your theory here, Joel. You, the evidence does point I, I that this you. market is prepping itself for another wave
3: of COVID. Did you guys which wait? Wait, hold on, sucks. Hold on, Joel. Pull Moderna right now. Okay. Moderna right now. The FDA just gave them authorization for their booster for adults just now.
4: Okay. Um. I mean, oh, things always get overblown in both directions here. And oh, yeah, I, I And I was just. Uh, I've been up since about four thirty with Perry. Perry's not, you know, has a has to go out a lot and stuff. So I've been I've been observing all this stuff. I've been looking at the charts. I looked at the market at quarter to four, and we, you know we're trading we're trading up. You know, twenty one handles at a new all time high, and then I see a flush. Like we see, and I don't, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't see anything coming out of China. Do we get, do we get China at all? That that kind of happened yesterday with Alibaba.
5: I don't know. Does China ever even rally? Like every time you rally, you get met with sellers. Well, I just
4: meant like more bad news out of there, you know, like more, um, you know, something like an Alibaba or whatever but you know what it, it it's a market right markets go up and down this is a you know an unusual move overnight and if if we stay true to form the buy the dippers will come in will support this market and will make a new old time closing high above 47.01 and a quarter that's
5: because they'll buy those tech stocks the same you know that's the whole thing is this market has proven even during a pandemic that it doesn't want to sell off. The rotation just comes to save the day. Like today, and the rotation is very, very, very clear. I mean, today you're looking at oils getting hit pretty hard. You know, you got a lot of oil stocks down two, three percent. You got airlines, which typically rally in oil, but because Joel's thesis here is holding water, I believe he's right, actually. Um, the airlines are all getting hit. You've got banks, TLT is rip, roaring and higher, which is a safety trade as well, um, which could be something to do with, you know, people worrying about COVID again. Banks coming down heavily here off of TLT's rise. We know there's a perfect inverse correlation there. And then you have, what is this green on my screen? I'm like, look, encyclicals are down. Basically, everything's down. But what's green? It's the tech stocks, the tech stocks, and, and some of the drugs, like you said, some of the drugs. Tech um, tech. Just people just like lie to safety, and they believe the safety's tech, and they believe they're always going to win in tech no matter what. And who are we to say it's wrong? I mean, it's it, it has worked. It worked through the whole pandemic to be in those tech stocks. Hey, so, just, I don't
4: know. It's crowded. That's the only thing downside with it. It's a very crowded trade. We just got to just give an alert here to okay, Chaz, as he he says that you sold Baba at the low. Um That's what everyone told. No, yeah, because the second piece that you sold yesterday. Oh, maybe. Well, not no, but, really. No, but everyone told you that to at 220. 20. Everyone told you that at 220 that you sold the lot. Yeah, I told 230.
5: Okay, so my long term Baba story about Baba five years ago, 151. It went to over $300. It got ant, the ant financial was the start of the thing. I wish I had I a stopped. bad feeling I didn't want to pay the tax. And, you know, you're trying to figure out which we're going to talk about that story on MasterCard with that in a minute um but obviously you know it, it came back down i ended up selling half it because i didn't know where jack ma was and i was worried about it, it sold half it at 230 um and then I, I considered selling it all but i never did came all the way back down to 140 rallied up to 180 and now it disappoints and what we have seen in this earnings season is when you disappoint and you're a stock in a downtrend they don't bounce back they don't bounce back quickly so the evidence shows to me That Alibaba's path of least resistance is likely lower, and I'm like, okay. So I sold it yesterday at the open. I think I sold 147.90. I think was my price. I basically, you know, from a swing long-term investing perspective, buy 151, sell 147.90. It's basically a scratch. You know, you lose one percent. So socks hold for five years. I did make obviously 50 percent on the one one half, and then the other half I made nothing. But I'm like, I don't want to make this trade turn into a big loser because I don't know what's turning Alibaba around now. The fundamentals. Now that, now they're, they're starting bad. to miss earnings and stuff, and they're already hated by China, apparently. I don't know what turns it around. I don't want to be holding the stock that's completely out of favor. Maybe we go into a laggard market and we'll get back in. But at this time right now, the evidence has shown that when you disappoint the street during this earnings season, they continue to punish you. And that's why I don't want to be long Alibaba, because I don't want it to pull a Disney. I don't want it to pull a Penn Gaming. I don't want to pull out a uh, uh, Zillow maybe the best example because they disappoint. It just goes down every yeah. single day. There are stocks that are literally just going down every day, no matter what the market does. It's relentless selling. Kramer talked about this last night, too. He hit the nail on the head. He's like, here's, you know, the story on, you know, institutional traders, you know, they, and he used Disney as an example. He's like, okay, well, the Disney Plus story has cooled off. Well, there's Momo traders that are in there for the Disney Plus story. They're getting out. But when you're an institutional money manager, you got like 25, 30 million shares. That's what Kramer is saying. You don't get out one blow. Sometimes it takes you days to work out of those positions. So you have multiple institutions that are working out. Everybody wants to chase performance. Everybody wants to chase the story. There's very few value investors left. And the big thing about value investors, the ones that are in there are probably just holding on. But it's the active money. This is what people don't understand. Value investors are sitting there holding on. They're not market movers. They're not even doing anything. It's the active money management that moves price. Your active money managers are all chasing performance, all chasing growth. And that's why, you know, value investing has been dead for so long. It's that move that, hey, there's just not a lot of value investors doing anything. So it's active money managers that are moving the entire market. And all the active money managers are Momo traders. So the, when the moving average gets cut, when the when the momentum breaks, when the trend
3: breaks, those things stay out of favor for a very long time. You know, uh, w- speaking of moving averages, uh, I, w- w- we always talk about this narrative that, oh, it's the same six stocks are keeping the whole market higher. Um, I was very surprised this morning. I looked at. Uh, the S&P 500, I looked at uh, number of stocks trading above or below their 50-day moving average and their 200-day moving average. And I was very surprised to find that, surprisingly, a majority of stocks in the S&P 500 are trading above their 50-day and their 200-day. It sort of counteracts the narrative that, yes, blame Apple, Facebook, Microsoft, Tesla, Google, and Amazon uh, for why the stock market has not gone down, really. because But it's really not that because... Like I said, a majority of stocks are actually in up now. The ones that aren't in uptrends are getting brutalized here. But there is some decent breath out there. It's the tale of two markets. There are stocks getting
5: killed every single day. And there are stocks with a relentless bid every single day. I mean, look at Dillard's. And not that it's part of the market at all, but retail. We're about look at, retail. look at Macy's. Yeah, I mean, Macy's has doubled in basically two months. From like $18, three months, from $18 to $38. I mean, it's doubled. This is, you know, so there. this is the tale of two markets. There are stocks that are just relentless selling in which we just went through them all, like Peloton, PayPal, Roku, General Electric, Disney, Penn Gaming, they go down every single day. And then there's other stocks that just seem to have a relentless bid that go up every single day. So just as much as 2021, when we talked back in the summer, was a contrarian market where you were fading, This is not that you're not in Kansas anymore. The market has changed. You as traders need to be able to identify when the market has changed. We have moved back into a momentum market where if your momentum is down, those trends stay down. When the momentum is up, those trends seem to stay up. When they break trend, they get ugly in a hurry though. So you got to make sure, take your Jeff Mackey, Jeff Mackey, shout out again, purple crayon, draw your line. When that line breaks trend, get the hell out because you know what they get ugly in a hurry because there's so many momentum players that all get out at the same damn time that's breaking trend so it's almost self-fulfilling everybody's doing the same thing and that's why these moves sustain for so long and that's why when they break trend they get so
4: ugly in a hurry and uh just going back to your point about you know the the institutions and the, and uh, you know the big boys like when uh you know this Disney news came out. I mean, I, I looked looked at this thing and it it broke trend. I mean, on the monthlies, we look how long we've been holding one sixty eight, right? Holding, 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 and then you gap through it, caught. I mean, the plan was okay. I'm selling at one sixty. If it breaks the bottom, boom, earnings. It breaks out. They don't sit around and ask questions. They're not like uh, you know, all oh, you hopeful Disney bulls out there. Oh, it's gonna fill the gap. The company just gave you bad news, okay? And you're going to buy the stock because you think it's going to fill a gap? Meanwhile, some of these institutions, they could have gotten in at 115, 120, right? Before you had that big bump up from the Disney Plus. Then you had another month. So, yeah. All right. Well, we wanted to sell when it broke 168. Oh, it's at 164. Get me out of this puppy! I know it's going to take a couple days, and that's why I put, uh, you know, that 150 level in there. It has a date with 150. Is 150 going to hold? I don't know. When we, uh, when pen, when it broke trend, when it had that, uh, you know, when it had that bad news, three monthly lows at 52. I wish I would have put the date on there. This is the moment of truth for Penn gaming. I you know today it's trading below it. Fifty-one, seventy-two. I think we already 82. had the moment of truth.
5: Yeah, and that was when Portnoy got you know all those allegations against them, and obviously they might be true, they might not be true. But the stock is like hitting first and asking questions later. It's been a relentless seller, and there it was in a downtrend Portnoy.
4: before that, though.
5: And 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 this is the market we're in. This is what I was just explaining: stocks yep. that are in downtrends come out with bad news. They get hammered, and they continue to get hammered. Call it the slow bleed. The slow bleed. You don't want to get caught in the slow bleed. So once your stock breaks trend and goes down on bad news, get the hell out early. Because you know what? You think you're say, okay, I'm going to buy the gap down and pen on day one at 62. It's 52. And it's 10 days later. So it's just, you know, you've got to get out when they start breaking trend. It's why I sold my Alibaba. It's the only reason I sold my Alibaba. Because we're in this market where valuation doesn't, they don't care about. They care about story. The Alibaba story is so ice cold. Now it's JD. I mean, they talk about like, you know, even like Baba was the, you know, the Chinese stock to own. It's JD they talk about now. So I mean, even it doesn't even have the story in its own, you know, country. And then obviously, you know, China implodes their stocks all the time. So there's just no reason to own it. So now I'm down to almost zero Chinese stocks and for good. And it's, and it's a good thing because they continue to underperform. But, you know, great questions from the chat. How do you know when a stock breaks trend? What time frame are you looking at? I mean, if you're a day trader, you can look at your intraday charts. I do look at intraday charts on a day trading basis. But for you swing traders out there, the only chart that matters for you swing traders out there, in my opinion, is the 90-day. Look at the 90-day. Because if you go out two, three years, you're looking out too far. What has it been doing for the last 90 days? It's the one chart. If you could see my screen right now, I, and they think, oh, you're day trading, you got charts everywhere. I have nope, three screens, and in the corner, literally 20% of my one screen, I have one chart. So, what do I have on all my screens? I got Benzinga Pro, you know, I have my scanners going, I've got you know, my trading software, I've got you know, like imbalances and information over here. I even have Twitter up in the little corner, you know, with notifications for those accounts I follow. And then, you know, what I have over is a one little 90 day chart. And what does that do when I don't know the stock? I bring it up. What's it doing? Oh, it's in a downtrend. I'm already biased to sell it. When I see the 90 day chart, it immediately biases me in this market, in this trendy market. As soon as I see an uptrend on the 90 days, I'm immediately biased to buy it. See a downtrend, immediately biased to sell it. So if I don't know the stock, I don't I, like, or you know, maybe I know the stock, but I haven't looked at the chart for a while. Is it trending up, trending down, or no trend? That's the first question. Look at the 90-day. Okay, I would go, I mean. Don't even make it complicated. What aggregation? 90-day chart. Just look at the 90-day. I don't have any fancy moving averages, nothing. You can clearly see, you know, when when your stock breaks trend. You can clearly see. There's no. Carter Worth says the lines don't draw, or the, the lines just draw themselves, which they kind of do. I mean, you can connect the top and the bottom, but you can clearly see when a stock is like this or a stock is like this in one second. Looking at the chart, you can clearly see that. That's all you need to this identify. This
4: is this, and Data said for the ninety day, and I know that's what you like to look at. But for me, when we're you know we see these extended moves, and this is why I have the setup that I do have here for the show. I mean, to me, it's the monthlies that matter. You know, for the I know, you know, and I'm looking at, you know, long term. I'm looking, you know, which chart you've got
5: four up there. Explain the four charts. So you're looking at the top left is the intraday. That is okay. There's two reasons here. Let let me
4: get up. The top left is the 15 minute and the reason I do that is because, you know, it, you know, the latest action, you know, what are people, you know, if news breaks in the morning, then I want to see the price action. And then below that, I have the sixty minute. The reason I have the sixty minute with the after hours in pre and uh in pre market is because I want to see the follow through from the four to eight p m trading right, and then how the stock reacts at four at uh, four excuse me four a m right So that's why I have the two different time frames there. I almost never go. Uh, shorter than a 15 minute i do go a shorter time frame on the open but i'm not don't gonna... look at
5: those tick charts it's yeah. high oh, frequency yeah. trading world it's all oh my noise. god People want i to get nervous charts. when i look take at those. your tick charts and throw them in the garbage they I think should the take that off
4: every platform
5: chart. yep they're useless in one minute in the tick noise.
4: charts get rid of them
5: get in my rid- opinion i mean if you're using tick figure, charts you make money with them continue to, if you make money continue to do but if you're just starting out and you got all tick charts up there confusion can you'll just have so much confusion from that it's so much noise don't look at the tick charts get rid of them throw them in the garbage burn them never look at them again
4: upper right daily because, you know, we like daily highs and lows. One of the few things we pay attention to. Double tops, double bottoms, triple tops, triple bottoms, multiple closes in the same area. That helps you identify what your institutions are doing, right? Because the the daily, do it on a daily basis. You know, sell me a half a million Disney today, try to get better in 160, you know? Well, okay, well, try and sell me a half a million Disney today, but try and get better in 158, you know? So you see that. And then I go to the monthlies. And then the monthlies is the bottom right channel. And from my month, I got to put dates on everything. You see where you got the Disney Plus subscriber growth. Premium oh. already baked in. I just didn't put that in there. I put that in there a couple of weeks ago when I wrote, I wrote an article on it. Look at the premium. When stocks go quickly up through an area, a lot of times they go quickly down through an area. so that's why I looked at the break and I remember 150. this is going back. I mean it couldn't get to 150. it couldn't get, with yeah, you're right. it couldn't get 150 couldn't get through 150 and then it went through 150 and oh I'm going to get it back at 150 155, 160 it gets over and then you look at a psychological number like 200. Look how much time Disney spent over 200. Yeah. Maybe uh, subscribing to the Kenny Glick dairy. I mean it took a little bit longer, but um that's it. Like tangent Friday here, Spencer. Yeah. Was, okay, Franz is saying
5: so I wanna just be clear here. I'm looking at the trend on the ninety day. Somebody's saying, Oh, Dennis is saying Macy's broke trend. No, if you're looking at a tick chart, maybe a broke trend. It absolutely Macy's. is not broken any type of a trend. What? This thing is straight what? up. So we, we want to be clear. I'm looking at the overall trend. I look at the 90-day chart for the overall trend. Not a tick chart, not an intraday chart, the 90-day for the overall trend. Joel likes to look a little bit further, but you look at that 90-day too. Yeah. You know, oh, for yeah. For the recent actions. So Macy's clear uptrend. Clear. It's not more defined than that when you bring it up. You look at the top right chart. That's what I'm looking at. When I say the 90-day, it's in the top right corner of your screen right now. That is the one that I'm using the most for everything. So if you bring up Peloton, bring up Peloton right now. What do you see Uh. on that 90-day chart in the top right corner? We're doing chart education here. Clear downtrend. Stock is out of favor. What does that mean? It means there's bag holders all over the place here. People saying, please give me my money back. Please go to 50. i just get my money back and I'll never buy a stock again. Those (laughs) are the people that get punished more and more and more. The slow bleed. So Peloton is going to rally today because we're worried about COVID here again. I believe the rallies and all those stocks are to be sold, though, because it's worked again and again and again. Stocks and downtrends, you're selling rips. Stocks and uptrends, 90-day chart. Stocks and uptrends, buy and dips. That's how I approach the markets from my swing trading perspective, and it works.
3: And and just to put a bow on that, it's really whatever will help you figure out what the chart says in two seconds or less, right? Whatever yes. do, Whatever that is. If it takes
5: right? you
4: longer to oh. identify
5: the trend and it takes you longer than two seconds move to another stock that means what's the no accordion
4: what's the one we like we got accordion charts on where they did um i'm trying to think of one well
5: i mean american airlines is an accordion chart right now bring it up yeah. aal yep. we're just in this you know going nowhere market you know support resistance very well defined but there's not really a trend here so you bring up aal that's why we were like looking at it yesterday we're like we well, are you coming into support because there's no trend so if there's no trend, which you can clearly see in the top right corner, you're buying at support, selling at resistance. Now, you're going to see these stocks getting hit today because we've got the COVID worries happening here. And obviously, pure reopening trade, nothing worse than the airlines. So can you buy them at support? You can try anything. They break support, though. If, if American Airlines, for instance, takes out the low of the move, which is $18.28, Katie bar the door, there's nothing below it till 15 really. So, I mean, you don't want to see that thing below 18.28. That's how I would approach that. But there's easier stuff. Why try to call the bottom when you don't have to? You can just buy dips on
4: strong stocks and they seem to go higher. Palantir is another chart. You know, hey, it's going to 27, it's going 30, it's going to 45 again. No, 27 holds again. Now it breached the 22, Dennis. You talked about it under 20. I was thinking maybe that 22 area was going to hold, but uh, no can do there. But uh, do you want it? We got our guest coming. Sean's got yeah. Udall's coming on at the, the early yeah, show today because he wants to go golfing. Um, so we'll give him a hard time about that. But well, yeah. he's noticed some stocks, like some of these mid caps, it just start getting walloped. So he could give us the perspective, you know, the other perspective on the stocks that are getting walloped. But uh, do you want to do some earnings? It looks can, like- can I talk about my options trade? Yeah, yeah! I, I, what the I, hell?
3: I want to get to the taking losses for a second here, because yeah, the importance of that and and and
5: what you did. Okay, well, Alibaba, I sold and I took my three point loss from five years, so don't even think about the time value of money sitting there doing nothing for that long. But I sold that because I don't want the bleed out. But okay, I've been worried about my Mastercard for a long time, and I've had a fantastic trading year, and I've made a lot of money this year trading, and I don't want to pay any more tax on long term gains here. This year, I just don't want to pay any more taxes here. I want to push it on into next year. So I'm nervous about Mastercard. I'm nervous about Visa. I'm nervous about these stocks falling out of favor. Um, so I don't want to sell it. I didn't want to sell it yesterday at three fifty-five because if I go ahead you and want sell it, I'm, I'm paying those taxes. So I, what I did was I did a conversion. It's our, it's conversion arbitrage. So what a conversion is is what I created was a synthetic short. So using options, I create a synthetic short. So what I did was I bought the 350 put and I sold the 350 call for January. So what does that do? It guarantees me selling the stock at 350 in January. I got paid $3.10 to do that. So I'm actually in essence sold the stock yesterday at $353.10. So I'm locked in to get $353.10. I'm getting 310 now. I'm going to get 350 in January. So what I did was I locked in the price. So I've locked it in. I can take that and remove that hedge if I feel better about it in January, and then I wouldn't pay the gains. I would just be on whatever the options do. But right now, my option position will mimic my long position. So I've Mastercard long that option position on will exactly offset it. So what I basically did was lock in my sell price at 350. I could have just bought puts. You say why? Well, I didn't want to pay all that premium. Yeah, that premium. So it's like 18 bucks. So I'm like, I'm not, I didn't want to pay that much. So I'm like, so I kind of want to sell the stock. I don't think, you know, I think that there's something happening. MasterCard is not a cheap stock and I do believe it's getting disrupted. Josh Brown was saying the same thing. We love Josh Brown. He was saying the same thing on CNBC three days ago that he sold his MasterCard because he's worried. I'm like, you were speaking my book and I'm too worried about it too. So what I did was I put on the conversion. I created this synthetic short position using options to sell my stock in January and lock in my price in January. So I'm basically now um, flat MasterCard, although just for fun, I bought a little bit of extra <laughs>
4: I'm, actually,
5: I'm actually uh, I'm actually
4: my boy. I, said, I did I dislike. looked at it and I was
5: like, I'm actually nervous about the position so much that I'm actually bearish the stock now. So I own the stock, create the synthetic short to get the hell out of the stock, and then I bought some extra puts. I
4: used time to buy the I never buy
5: puts <laughs> either, but I was like, I really am nervous about the stock.
4: Right, so. and did the calls that you sold finance the puts, right?
5: Well, yeah, it's three fifty. So yeah. you just think about it logically. So why is that a synthetic? Why am I guaranteed to sell three fifty? Well, I own, I own the put, so if it's below three fifty, I'm going to exercise it, and I sold the three fifty call. So if it's above three fifty, they're going to exercise. So no matter what, unless it it's, unless the stock closes exactly at three fifty, <laughs> which I could then choose to exercise anyways, I'm out. So that's how that's this the synthetic puts. That's a, the synthetic. Um, you know option position synthetic short that I created it's called a conversion
4: and uh, I've been worried about your MasterCard since 200 I and, and yeah <laughs> so I got an extra 150 bucks about it so it's good. 150 premium okay so, Spencer yes t- take control Okay, real fast. We
3: glossed over it very briefly, but I just want to comment on Moderna that it got to uh, what two two seven? No, not quite two seventy, but almost. Uh, and it is your big gainer of the morning here. One of them uh, off that FDA headline. So I just want to put it put that on everyone's radar. Uh, we have a few earnings to discuss. Let's go to the earnings right now quickly. Let's go to. Um Let's start with Foot Locker, which is one of your big losers of the morning. Down uh, 6%, I believe. Earnings out this morning. The earnings per share was fine for last quarter. The sales was fine for last quarter. Um, They uh, did talk, sort of talked a little bit conservatively about the holiday shopping season um, and the supply chain concerns as they will persist through the rest of this year. Which I think is sort of what what we're we're seeing a reaction to this morning. Uh, they they were they were they were more conservative in their statements about the holiday season than than we heard from yesterday.
5: So um, reporting hi, on day First,
4: yeah, yep.
5: It, it's bad luck for them to a certain extent. They would have reported yesterday; it may have been a different result. But because they're reporting on the wrong day, because they're not liking retail stocks this morning, because we all all of a sudden have this you know COVID concerns here overnight. Then they they hit the stock on that too. Plus the bar raised. I mean, you know, you saw Macy's just yep. rip roar and rally, Cole's rip roar and rally, Dillard's after hours. I don't know, this is a fifteen dollar special dividend, lots going right in retail land, bar raised. So um all that adds up to you know this, you know, getting hit here this morning. So I think let the dust settle on this one though, because you could say, Okay, the stock's in an uptrend at least in the last week, but in the last month or two, it's kind of no trend. So I'm just hands off. There's just not a this isn't a layup at all.
4: Uh for this one, it's had a nice rally. You're down three bucks. People still sitting on a lot of profits. What I'd like to do here is I'd like to uh point out the uh the pre-market low. Uh that pre-market low comes in at under fifty-four dollars. 52. Ooh, wow. Way down there. 53.17. So it's already breached this 54. So I uh, I don't know. I don't know if you'll see that 53.17. Uh, a pair of daily lows below that. I like 52.50 longer term. Maybe not today. Uh, but there's if you're if you see a level, there's two daily lows there. 52 and a half, 52.50. That's what I'm looking at in the next, you know, two to three days unless it turns it around.
3: Yeah. I, again, it it was a little bit, a little bit of a different tone than what we heard from yesterday. They were a little bit less uh, um, less excited, uh, less enthusiastic about the holiday shopping season. I wonder how Under Armour is reacting to this, if at all. UAA. Uh, yeah, I see it. I see it trading down this morning. Um, let's go to some tech earnings. Uh, interestingly enough, we had uh, Applied Materials. Right. Speaking of a high bar, Amat. The bar is high uh, for for that sector. Their numbers were not good. Their EPS came in below estimates. Their sales came in below estimates. Their guidance for EPS and sales also both came in below estimates. Uh, So they pretty much came in below estimates across the board this morning. Um, But then again, it's tech. You You know,
5: it's a better dip to buy. Like better than the ones that are trending down. It's trending up. So textbook would say, yeah, I probably do buy this dip. Because that's why I was just arguing stocks and uptrends, you get the dip and the disappointment. But then again, when they've been disappointing on earnings, they've been, you know, punishing them severely for a while. Um, the question is, have you broke trend? I don't think so. As long as you're above 145, you could try it. Below 145, it would get concerning. So may, maybe, maybe it's dip that gets bought. I like it I better than most of these dips.
4: Yeah, this is too big of a run up for me. You know, randomly go oh, $149. I I'll just look for a place to sell it. And if this got anywhere near the uh the near the bottom of yesterday's range, one fifty four seventy four, one fifty five. I I'd keep a close eye on that moving. From, if you're trying to scalp or something, buying the dip here. I'm sure some people would love to see that uh, that area one fifty four seventy five pre market low maybe. Might already be the low for the day since we bounced 144.73. Last one before
3: we bring on Sean here. Let's do Intuit real fast because holy cow, Intuit is your big gainer of the morning. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, already- these are stocks they love. Earnings per oh. share—they—they they just crushed it. They reported uh, earning a buck fifty-three last Yo, quarter versus wow. a ninety-nine cent estimate. Sales of two point oh one versus one point eight one billion dollars. They raised their guidance for the quarter for the year. Uh, it's just a blowout report. Holy cow! Strong
5: gets stronger. The weak get weaker. This into it, I feel like goes up just continuously. You can go out to your dailies. It's an uptrend. And a weeklies. It's an uptrend. And a monthlies. It's just a vicious uptrend. The stock is just always in an uptrend. That's what stocks you want to own. I mean, it's the stocks you want to own. I don't chase them when they're up 81 points. It's the time I would ring the register when they're gapping up that yeah. much. But I tell you, man. Um, on dips these are the stocks that just continue to get bought these are the stocks you want in your long-term portfolio it's not the stocks that are dogs and they're going to come back oh i'm going to buy cheap and it's going to eventually be back in favor i do that the wrong way all the time myself it's human tendency natural human tendency to want to buy on the cheap but you know what And this market rewards those who actually are buying on the cheap but buying the stocks that are strong so buying the dip on stocks and uptrends is no dip here to be bought. So I'm not buying it, but I'm not selling the rip either because the stock's in a clear uptrend. So selling the rip is just you know shorting a stock that is you know making new all-time highs is always you know recipe for disaster. Eighty bucks.
4: So, Ooh. So a pre-market sure. high seven seventeen seventy-six. I mean, if that is your target or seventeen twenty or seven twenty. Take it with these kind of moves. You want to see follow through through the pre-market high. If you don't, there's some room on the downside. But this this is uh I mean if you get what if you wake up and you got like the the six, you know, you took a flyer like on the six seventy-five calls or something like that. You paid up for it. I'd be like, Sell, so get me out, but and remember
5: we'll if you did that. You don't have you can, to wait for the stock to open. You can always short the stock against those calls and lock in your profits right away. It's why when people look at short interest, you know, do they consider all the option positions out there? Because it's always like, who's short this stock? Well, maybe those short yeah, people actually hedge. You don't know. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, you know, you can say, them. oh yeah, everybody's yeah. getting killed. All the you know, AMC is 20 percent. They just don't cover. Well, maybe they are covered with options, and you just don't even realize it yeah
3: hey let's bring on our guest here sean udall the cio of quantum trading strategies he's the tech stock strategist let's bring him on the show this morning sean good morning
1: save big on your memorial day barbecue all in the kroger app get half gallons of delicious kroger milk for 129 each then get flavorful tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for 249 a pound all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
2: Morning. Can you hear me?
3: Yes. And we see you. Well, good morning, Benzinga. (laughs) What's
5: going
2: on, Sean? There he is. (laughs) Well, I was actually listening to you guys about
5: half an hour ago. And, he's a uh, contrarian too, so he's got to go against everything we just said. Well, not, is one of the biggest contrarians on the street. Not not necessarily go against
2: everything you say, but I would not let. I'm trying. Okay, who who is like the most atrocious leader on the planet right now? There's there's probably an, an African leader, you know, committing I'm, genocide, or a Libyan leader, or Putin, or or the Chinese leader. Anyway. But but um, if i Sean, make... Wait, Sean,
4: where are you going? Wait, Hold on, where are you We're going? This, right yeah, yeah. Don't, don't take <laughs> my
2: punchline. So so if I manage their account, you know what I would do? I would buy into it today for them, and then watch that account value get destroyed in thirty or sixty or ninety days. I would buy them net, net at highs. I would buy them Apple, and then. I would feel good when their account does a 99-style drop in Whoa. whether it's 30 days or 60 days or six months Like or we said, anyway, I was trying to make a <laughs> joke, Joel interrupted interrupt me. It I'm sorry. It, is, is, it,
5: it, it is, will it kinda, sell the it, strength and buy the weakness all day, every day. And you know what? Your time frame maybe it works for you. It that never has worked well for me, but we know your contrarian strategies have worked for you because you're still trading, and you've been trading a lot of years. Well, I
2: mean, I'm in a firm i'm in a firm from 52 okay so you I'm have some, to all dog, plays some 75 i'm in you know i'm in uh i still have a piece of estc from as low as 42 so i would actually say i usually i usually buy some of the best names i just don't buy them at highs when other people buy them two years after i do buying, so
5: buying good companies on dips
2: yeah, yeah so, so, so but, but i mean i i will hold momentum i will trade momentum I will say right now. So, so I actually agree. So Dennis, you were in particular saying something, you said something, I'm trying to remember the, you said, so I go, I call it the incremental trade is what moves stocks. You were saying something like it's the active manager that moves stocks. I think you'd agree. It's the same thing. Right? Sure. So What's moving stocks right now, since everything is Elgo related, we don't have an uptick rule. We won't debate that because I, I, I know you're wrong about that and I'm right. <laughs> but <we had> up- <laughs> but it's, ne- it, it's never coming back or I don't, it, it will come back when we have a market crash, when there's no other thing to say. But. They all so, so the, the bottom line though, is that it's the incremental trade that moves stocks. What is the incremental trade right now? I'm going to, I'm asking all you guys, I know it. What is the incremental trade right now? With most stocks,
4: Wait, are you... you talking sector? Are you talking style? almost every
2: stock except NET? But it's also part of why NET is going up, it's part of probably why into it's wow, gapping. I mean,
5: it's just what is the incremental money trade tech. money into tech? Eh, it's
2: tax loss selling. So, so the incremental you think that starts tra- already. Oh yeah, it's uh, you had a ton of tax sauce selling in August and September. So here, so I, one of my sub subscribers just cracked me up yesterday, and so he got this from everything I'm typing. But he did a beautiful, basically he did a three word statement, which I would have said in a paragraph. He said, "You have maximum retail ownership of stocks again. Well, probably the highest since the '90s. You have." probably maximum leverage in retail accounts. I'm guessing, I don't know if we can prove that. Although I have seen stats from like people that do stats work, that leverage is high. You know, margin balances are high. And then you have you have record tax loss selling. So what is that set up? It sets up a chase of whatever's the hot name of the day. And Spencer was right, it's, it's not just the same six names. Wow. I would say there's six hot names but then there's 50 or 100 names that have been very strong, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's, the, there's a persistence of trend. But then there's the hyper stocks. There's the hyper stocks. And they kind of change from week to week. Uh, Tesla was one, And Tesla sells off every now and then. Anyway, the bottom line is you, so you, have, you, just, you literally have like three records all culminating into one thing. And the thing is a perfect storm. The perfect storm, so stocks at lows are going lower, stocks at highs are going higher. How long is that gonna last? So, so so, I'll wrap it all up by saying, did the guys in 99 that kept buying the hottest stocks, are they the guys who became the multimillionaires and still have their money today? Or was the guys who made a lot of money even th- from 99 to 02, 05 today, were they the guys who actually just better in the markets and they're more nimble? And maybe they were buying Berkshire Hathaway and maybe they were buying banks and maybe and I'm talking 99 and maybe they were, you know, oil, oil hit 1250 in 1998. Oil stocks were probably the best group from 99 to like 2004. Yeah. They, they might have bought some defense contractors. Anyway, all I'm going to say is the guys who got rich in 99 were not <laughs> the guys chasing momentum in 99.
5: A hundred percent. I there mean, remember go. the article was who who put it out there in like 1999? Is Warren Buffett lost it? You know, that's like, right. Oh, remember well, that like, it was big. Lost it it was like Barons, or I don't know who it was. I shouldn't say Barons. It's Barons does a lot, so I was just guessing them. But it was somebody put out the big headline front page. Warren Buffett's been underperforming this market yep. for so long. His his strategies not work anymore. And since that, and after that, tech stocks destroyed. And you literally saw Buffett value investing approach for the next decade just that's that. right yeah. Now, now, don
2: by the way does that mean we are in a tech 99 moment right now in i don't think we are maybe.
0: yes what I, so what do
2: you think there's a pocket there's a pocket of tech and it's it's almost it kind of changes a little bit but there's a pocket of tech that's extremely bubbly but i can pull i mean look at twitter okay well has twitter suddenly become a small tax tax loss selling victim a small cap i mean This is like one of the weirdest, most extreme sell-offs I've seen in Twitter in a long time. And the last report was good. Twitter has a ton of tailwinds. And oh, by the way, we got an election coming up next year. So, I mean, this is like a beautiful setup for Twitter if you can hold it into <laughs> we are next so year, opposite me and Sean. if you can hold it into next Well, by the way, Twitter, you know, nothing says it's going to go down another 10 or 20%. It could. I mean, G, you know, I, I don't, uh, Dennis, I don't know if you, Gene Munster and I did a deal that Joel was nice enough to set up. Yep. And Gene Munster and I both kind of said the same thing. Uh, I, this market reminds me almost more of 2018 than 99 in a lot of ways. And so we both kind of said, Hey, you probably better raise cash. You pr- Gene said the words "buckle up." you probably should buckle up into your end. Even Tom Lee, the I, I, I actually I really like Tom Lee, I think he does great work, but he's I, he, I, we could probably say he's pretty close to a permable. So oh, if sure. he has a fallacy, he stays bullish too long. Even Tom Lee has kind of reined it, pulled in his reins lately. so but, but the bottom line, you add it all up, I think in some, we have pockets of 99. It, it almost feels more like 2018, though, because I was being vilified uh, by, by some people uh, at, when I wrote for briefing. I was being vilified for putting some shorts on, some putting some tech shorts. And back in the day, uh, they all worked, by the way. That was like Ring Central, MongoDB. By the way, the stocks are all probably doubles now. But they had a vicious, vicious correction in December of 2018. And you know what did really well? A lot of stuff that everybody thought was going down every day quit going down every day and then had this beautiful three-month, six-month rotational move higher. So anyway, you, you can look at this market in a lot of ways right now. I think the incremental trade, I think the main thing driving stuff, I think is tax loss selling.
4: Okay. Just get getting out of the week stuff. Uh, Sean, a couple of weeks ago, I had you at a pre-market prep plus and uh, uh, DKNG uh, got hit. And I wrote it up and said, you and your comment was, you dollar buyer at forty one and will buy more if it keeps going lower. Yeah. Are, are you sticking with that?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm not in a big hurry, but but you know, every buck or two lower, nibble here, nibble Why? there. I, I think... mean,
4: what what's the what's the thesis on this? Well, my
2: thesis is the same thesis I had when the stock was probably twenty or lower and before it went to seventy five. So I, I don't think the thesis has changed. The only difference is there's, you get, sometimes you get better times to buy a stock and sometimes you get better times to sell a stock. Uh, Draft Kings, pretty much, I think anything under 45 is an okay buy. Does, does it get crazy? I mean, crazy would probably be another five to seven points lower. I don't know if it gets crazy. It could. I mean, you, the, the one thing about the January effect, December tax loss selling, end of year, whatever, so it it doesn't occur at the same time De, Dennis and I are probably old stewards of the january effect For sure. so it used to it used to occur in january and february then it got arbitraged and then it started occurring in december and then it got arbitraged even some years it started occurring as early as october and in recent years it's kind of more of a random thing but, mm-hmm. it, but you know what it always occurs so i would basically say you know it's probably going to be in the top 10 of my january effect list and it's okay. not a stock you would normally think would go because it's kind of a larger cap, but it's it, it, it's small enough cap. I think it, it can go in that. But yeah, no, I, I don't think the thesis changed. In fact, I would say the, the setup for DraftKings is a lot like, oh, probably a workday or, you know, you know, give me a service now, give, give me a leading software company that people didn't they liked it, but they didn't know how big it was going to be five and 10 years later. So basically, if you ask me, DraftKings and FanDuel have already won the war. There's lots of competition. The competition doesn't seem to be making much headway. There's some growth occurring in some other companies out there. But I, th- I think basically it's a two-horse race, winner-take-all. A, a tech and popular is winner-take-all theme. I think DraftKings and FanDuel are winner-take-all. And I actually think DraftKings wins. So... So okay. if you want the thesis, that's a thesis, that's a multi-year thesis. But yeah, I mean, you give me the stock every two, three points lower because I've got stuff I can sell and swap. But I've also been raising cash for two or three weeks straight. I, so
5: what's your average time frame? Like what? How long is your average? Because I know you're a lot longer term. Two
2: two buckets. two buckets. I have two buckets. I've I've stuff I want to hold longer than a year to get okay. at tax advantage treatment on it. Yeah, Uh, it's probably about half of everything I do. And then half of everything else is another two buckets. So I I have what I call ultra short term trades, you'll laugh at this. So my ultra short term trade would be days, like two to three days, but but maybe a week or two. Yeah. So your that's ultra your shorts. Short, short, that's your
5: short as you get. Yeah, your ultra that's short my long short-term term <laughs> trade.
2: Yeah, your your short term trade might be 15 seconds or something like that. Yeah, so that is, oh, Yeah. yeah and it, if it works, it works. So so my ultra short term is is days, sometimes it's hours, that's rare. Um it, but but really I'm my sweet spot I would say is like a 2 to a 6 week trade. That's my sweet spot for trading. So uh, yeah, no, I, I think it works really well. Remember, I like to do a lot of, a lot of call selling and put sell, So I like to do a lot of option selling. So though, you know, if you're an option seller, those take time to play out. Cause it's a, you know, it's a price decay, time decay situation. So I kind of blend common with price decay on options and things like that, uh, on options. Like I never buy weekly options. So this is another way to measure my time. So I know lots of people who do. I, I think, it's, so I think it's I think it's I think it's foolhardy. Just if you if you just look and these stats have been the same since options were invented, something like ninety-eight percent of all option premium expires worthless. my mine might be higher today. I think it was ninety-two percent at the all-time low. So that means only eight percent of people are getting paid on any call or put premium they buy i, th- I think it's probably two or three percent today
4: any stocks so, you're picking on any shorts any uh potential shorts out there i don't know
2: if i really i don't know if i really like shorts because there's 90 percent of stocks that act like they're kind of in a crash type market and there's you know 10 percent or fewer stocks of stocks that are in a kind of a major bull or bubble market so in a market like this again this is a huge in 2018 there weren't there weren't tons of stocks like at ridiculously low prices while other stuff was high. It was it was. I thought the short setup was more advantageous than. I mean, hey, I really I really liked upstart short uh, a lot higher uh, anywhere above three thirty. I, I I did short it a couple times. I didn't get the big score on it. I think N E T is a good short, but I don't know if I'd short it until like the seven twenty eighth. Like I, I don't I, I don't know how much more they run the stock. Um, I'm still short Tesla. Uh, I don't mind being Whoa. short a little bit of Tesla. Um, so anyway, the, I, I don't. I I I think you're better off either being in cash if you're worried about downside. Okay. I think you're better off being in cash and then deploying cash and crash victims.
3: Okay. So just to be absolutely clear, you are bearish, but that doesn't mean you like short any short setups right now
2: well i, I don't even know if i'm i'm bare I, I i'm i'm probably bearish on everything everybody else likes or most things again i own data Dog, i own a firm i okay. you know i i'm i'm pairing out of es so so i have some favorite stocks that are momentum names but yeah right. I, I would say i'm i don't know how the nasdaq goes up a whole lot more from here that that's a that would be a something i i would I would say last
3: last thing I'll say is you you said, you know, record retail ownership of stocks um, as if that is indicative of anything. Um, Over a trillion dollars of money has flowed into U S equity mutual funds and ETFs this year, U S stock funds, a trillion dollars. How much of that is retail? Probably what? Like 5%. Honestly, I don't know. I don't 10%, know. Ten percent on a good day. I mean, well, come
2: on I would say mutual fund. I mean, Dennis and Joel might know this as well. I, I would say mutual funds. uh you know, that's probably driven by a lot of four hundred one k. ETL. I you know, I don't know if it is as low as five percent because the institutions, you know, they're they're buying and selling stocks. They're creating the the baskets, right? So I don't know. I, I don't think it's fifty percent, though. I mean, I but I would say there's definitely if it's that that's a really good stat, by the way, a trillion dollars. So the, think of think about this: the trillion dollars wasn't invested five years ago when stocks were a lot cheaper. The yeah. trillion dollars has been chasing stocks at pretty high prices, right? In other words, the money has come in. It didn't come in at the COVID lows. Some did, but it came in after. A lot of stuff probably doubled or tripled, tripled off the COVID lows. I all, think that's a fair. All statement. the
3: Chad says it's companies buying their own stock. Maybe he's right. Sean Udall. No, for- there's yes. There's a lot of there's a lot of <laughs> stock buying. Yeah, that, that's true. Sean Udall, uh, tech stock strategist. Uh, Sean always. A you pleasure. still going golfing
4: today, Sean?
2: I am. I'm going golfing. All
4: right. I, I want. Yep. I want. Uh, What's your what's your handicap like a ten? I don't know. I
2: haven't played. I haven't played enough in recent years. You know, the best it ever was was kind of down around the seven area. Um I would probably be a good fourteen today. Like if I was in a a, a four man team and I was a fourteen, they'd probably love me on the team. If I was a seven, I'd be a bad seven. But you, yeah, probably, I,
4: I haven't you, played you a lot crush of rounds. Me? You would crush me, Pop. I mean match play, I might be able to hold my own. I'm very erratic, but any we're gonna have to get the sticks out and We uh, are. Get the driver. because uh, I don't think you can come within fifteen. There is no hours way you can
2: outdrive me. Oh. There's no way.
4: <laughs> Everybody Everybody put your pants back. Five on. iron. Right. I You hit a five iron. I'll be hitting a seven iron with a half swing. Okay. Okay. All right, We'll book. see. All right. Sean. <laughs> we'll
3: Sean. Happy Thanksgiving, man. <laughs> yeah. Talk to you. Cheers, talk to you soon. Thanks, hey, hey, hey,
4: Sean. You're right. the best. Thank you.
3: That, that devolved quickly. Okay. Uh, we'll do a couple minutes of ticker time here. Uh, I don't know. Drop your now, tick-
4: Raz, I wouldn't play in golf. Okay. Is all... Raz is good at everything. Good. Yeah. Raz yeah, is good I...
6: at everything.
3: <laughs> Drop your tickers in the chat, uh, and we'll take a look-see. In the Stroke a few, hole from Raz. Next few minutes. Uh,
4: and uh, part threes.
3: That we've got. Uh, Michael wants the IWM. Sure. Sure. Let's look the IWM.
5: That's good. This it's is... a good indicator for what, you know, and obviously there's a lot of small caps, it's a small cap index, but it gives you a good broader feel for the market because you can really get, we've talked about this before with SPY, you know, being the main five, six companies, that's 25% of it, and the Qs are heavily weighted, those major five, six compass tech stocks, IWM, equally weighted, it's a pile of stocks, there, small caps, but it gives you a little feel for kind of, you know, what's happening overall, really. So what is happening overall is we pulled back here a little bit in the last, you know, couple of weeks. Um, I would say two thirty. IWM broke out from two thirty. We often love the retest and buying the retest. So I think you get IWM down another two and a half bucks from here. Maybe you take a shot if you're just trading IWM. And maybe that's telling you some of your small caps that are maybe getting to a point where they're getting hit. Maybe they bounce, you know, at that point in time. But two thirty is a big level on IWM.
4: Um, I'm gonna go higher than that because you went you had the february all right 232
5: and a half now so we're not far from there
4: yeah yeah um actually the monthlies are not as clean as i thought they were I thought that two. Th- I, I guess I just spitballed it, and it was because uh, that high in March of this year was thirty four fifty four, but most of the cot consolidation was be you know like that two thirty two through thirty three area. So I'd say next call I'd, I'd go higher. I'd say if you really want to get in early, you lean up. You lean on this two thirty two area. This is like if I had a short coming down here the first time. I would take a look, big move three bucks like this, but man, this is this is danger. You had a breakout, you had a major breakout from this area. You went over, what? You went nearly to 245. If you want an old at IWM and you you think the top of this long-term channel is going to hold then you should be straight I I go to 230, 232 if you want to if you want to space it out, but that was a long consolidation, you broke out Old resistance, new support. Important couple of days coming up for IWM.
3: We'll do Roblox? A few people asked my Roblox in the chat, so let's take a look at that one. Pull back.
4: Uh, your, I
5: mean this. Is, back yesterday,
3: but yeah, the
5: stock was the you know now you're chasing it. I mean it's up fifty percent uh, in literally you know a week. So I'm I'm not chasing it up here. The time to strike was that double bottom we talked about yesterday, ninety three, ninety three. So. And and the candle yesterday, they pulled the rug out from under a little bit there, but it's still holding trend. So I guess as long as it's holding trend, it's a really steep trend. I guess you're okay. Um, below 120, I'd be concerned.
4: Uh, if you're playing it closer to the belt, you know, like you you bought to sing at 80, you just can't believe it's at you know 120, 130, and you don't want to give any back. Uh, can't really give you that that all-time high 3877 probably have a little hard time getting right back to that area but I'd keep an eye on that close for today, even if it was a short-term trader, 12612, 12, old time closing high. Uh improved on it by a couple bu- by a buck and a half yesterday. So keep an eye on that. 12612, 12, whether you're short-term or long-term uh trader in RBLA. We gotta get I tried to get Bill on today, Santiago. I know he owns this one, but we're gonna get him on next week. So okay. I'm looking forward to that. Okay, uh, hey, hey,
3: speaking of next week. Um, it's obviously a holiday week. Uh, uh, we're not here on Thursday. Uh, and then I don't know if you guys want to do a show on Friday. I'm not going to be here. Mitch is not going to be here. I'm going
5: to be out on Friday too. Exactly. Okay. Really? So
3: no show on Friday. Really? You can do one <laughs> you, by yeah, yourself. You, Joel. You,
5: Joel do one. <laughs> Sorry, Joel. Mitch, what's Mitch doing?
3: I don't know. Everyone's going to be out on a
5: Friday. Did anybody
4: Joel? clear this with me? All of a sudden, everyone takes a day off.
3: Sorry. I don't know. Yeah, we if all all take a Oh man. Since, yeah.
4: I'm a little, I, I gotta go. We're all gonna right. have a little meeting later all on, right.
3: guys. All okay, right. nice. I'll Everyone, catch you later on. All right, have a good rest of your day, Joel. See you later, Dennis. Uh, we got to wrap this show up here. We got to go to live trading with Benzinga. Uh, so I'm gonna wrap up this stream. It'll end. It'll redirect to that real fast. Martin UWMC. There was news this morning. We have an in Pro. There was going to be an offering, and now there is not. I guess they couldn't get the price that they wanted. Um, so that was the news. It's also trending on on Reddit and Twitter this morning, which always helps. So UWMC is one of your big movies of the morning. All right. That being said, uh, oh, thank you for the reminder, Mitch. I almost forgot. Tomorrow is the final Benzinga boot camp of the year. You can I'll put the link up in the chat right now. Uh, hold on. Let me find it. There it is. Okay. I'm putting the link in chat. Boom. There it is. Bring it up on the screen. Um and it basically just go to Benzica.com slash events slash boot dash camp. And um, all day education, 9 to 5. Names that you know, names that have been on our show, and marie Band, Jake Ujastic, Ripster from Atlas, uh, the, the, the head of uh, index options at NASDAQ will be there, John Black, uh, the head of uh, equity products at the CME Group, Tim McCourt will be there. Samantha Leduke, Chris Capri, Mark Petrino, Neil Hamilton from Benzinga. 9 to 5 all day. Tomorrow. Benzinga Bootcamp. Check it out. Um, I don't understand that question, Martin. Sorry. Uh about needing you, you don't need to be a Benzinga Pro subscriber to get to go to the boot camp. It's um it's available to the public to purchase. But um KC, that was ticker time. We just did ticker time for five minutes. Uh, I got to wrap up, though. We're going to do live trading. Basically, the whole show live trading is ticker time. We hang out. We watch the market through the open. We take trades. We talk about what you're talking about, and it, it's 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 fun. So uh, I'm going to wrap up here. Where are we at in the leg front? We're at uh, 217, 292. Can we get to, like, 400? Uh, Let's get to 400 likes in the next 30 seconds. Uh, Please remember all the information from our show meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing.
6: Did you know nearly all stock price changes of 10% or more result from a single news headline? That's right. News headlines have a unique ability to drive stock prices up or down. These news catalysts create trading opportunities every day. All you need is a little help to reach out and take them. And if you're looking to grow your portfolio, it doesn't matter if your investment budget is small or big. An easy-to-read stream of news headlines will increase your opportunities to profit from price changes in the stock market, consolidate a knowledge-based investment strategy, and grow your portfolio. All you need is Benzinga Pro and its powerful news alerts, price tracking, and portfolio monitoring.